What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of CMA Podcast. How is everybody doing? Back once again with the Burt Locker host, Mr. Burt Green. How are you doing, sir? I am very well, thank you. And you? Very good, very good. Always a pleasure to have you on, man. How's life? Yeah, all good, man. All good. Just been, uh, yeah, making a lot of videos. Uh, I'll be dropping. Uh, I don't know when this is actually going to be dropping, so it's probably going to drop ages ago. They're breaking down, breaking down the latest fights. You know, Will Smith versus Chris Rock. All the good stuff. Yeah, it's like God damn it, the tape. Tail of the tape. I got, I got, I got there. Got, got all, all the vital statistics. Going to see, see who would win in a, in a scrap. Yeah, well, this is this is actually going to drop on Fight Night UFC 273. So go back and check out Burt Green's channel on YouTube and uh, have a look and see the breakdown of Will Smith versus Chris Rock. (laughs) By by the time this drops, no one will have remembered what actually happened. Yeah, yeah, the news cycles are viciously fast these days, aren't they? Absolutely, man. We'll probably be back to Ukraine and Trump and Biden and all that kind of stuff by then. Hundreds of these fights will have been scratched from the card, and we're yeah. going to break downs for them anyway. And people will be like, "Oh, but you, you've broken this fight down. They're not even fighting anymore." So yeah, yeah, yeah. We pre-recorded this one, so sue us. There you Come go, on. man. That's it. But hey, what are you <laughs> going to do, man? It is a very good day for me today. Do you know mm-hmm. what happened? You probably don't. Um, for the first time in two and a half years, I went online and I bought myself. A concert ticket. Oh, who are you going to see? Meshuggah. Meshuggah. Okay, yeah. I, I actually, um, my one of one of my mates who is uh, my top fan on my Facebook page. Uh, I think that's one of her favorite bands. I think. Yeah, the killer wrong. man. It's between, it's between them and Avenged Sevenfold. I think. It's like, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know these bands. I'm. I'm an idiot. Uh, that's, okay. That's like, uh, she, these are bands that she's mentioned. It's, uh, all right. All yeah, right. I've definitely heard of Meshuggah. I've actually booked some concert tickets myself this week. Right. Celine Dion. How did you know? Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. Sister hair, you know what I mean? Speak, speak, speaking of which, um, if you haven't seen it already, Google um, someone has done Titanic starring a cat rather than Kate Winslet. Oh, and watch no. it. Watch it. Watch it now. Thank me later. It's superb it's so good anyway uh no it's not Celine Dion in all seriousness I'm gonna go see Clutch in December oh in the, wow in the tour. I cannot wait what's their, their um, what's their big one yo you made me clean uh, uh, something electric but someday maybe you won't worry about life, life anymore this is great viewing for the fans. I love it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah no, well, so I'm, I can, thing is, I'm weird, I'm weird in how I consume music. I don't really consume mm-hmm. music probably how you consume it. Uh, I wouldn't really call myself a musical person like at all. I like music. My favourite experience is going to watch things live. It's how I originally got into Clutch in the first place. I supported Motorhead when uh, they... I think that was Brixton Academy in like 2009 or something like that. And they supported Motorhead. And I was like, I quite like these. So I've just literally, I just make notes of it. And I haven't listened to them in years. And I was like, oh, I was looking for stuff to listen to at the gym. I was like, oh, I wonder what clutch have released these days. This was like a while back. And I just like put on Spotify, just playlist all their songs. And yeah, I, and I just, I, I really just enjoy their, it's, they're just a bunch of dads that, that rock and like there's some of some of their um their like lyrics in that are just kind of like bizarre but like, I, I love how they managed to work bob lazar into a song as well yeah. by like just right red rover red rover bob lazar's coming over it's like flawless yeah flawless guys That's you know, it, I mean, absolutely brilliant and uh yeah what's the other the other one's um uh, Psychic Warfare, I think, is one of their albums. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think most of the tracks off that album are ones that I resonate to because there's my favorite track is, by far is In Walks Barbarella, just one of my favorite songs of all the soft time. Soft one. That's a soft one. Is it soft? Well, nah. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of saxophone stuff in it, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. See, I, don't, I suppose I suppose it depends 
how hard do you like it? That's what she said. That is what she said. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I hopped online. I bought some concert tickets. Uh, restrictions and everything are gone for how long? We don't know. Um, yeah. And I, it was so long since I bought a ticket. I, my last concert was February 17th of 2020, but I bought all those tickets um, prior to November of 2019. So when I go and buy a ticket today, um, my address, I'd moved address since then. So I almost clicked and had it sent to my previous address and the ticket would have been lost. And then an administrative nightmare trying to do get. You, do you still get paper tickets then? Yeah, I don't go and do the whole phone thing. I prefer, I don't, I don't even like buying online. I prefer going to the vendor and getting the concert ticket and just having the ticket in my hand. Because when I go out, I what don't. What do you do? Set your, do you set your time machine to 1990? And then... I do. I don't bring the phone. <laughs> I don't bring my phone, bro, because I've lost so many phones at concerts before. Oh, yeah. Number one. And number two, I like to enjoy the experience. I don't want to be yeah. one of these phone in hand people. Um, so I bring my old phone. I have an old Nokia and I bring that and I just contact whoever I need to contact uh, who I'm going to the show with. I can call home. I'm contactable, but there's no like phones up in my face. Uh, I just enjoy the experience. Yeah. No, know? I am. I'm 100 percent with you. I just didn't realize that getting a paper ticket was an option anymore. Ah, yeah, it is. Oh, is it? Mm -hmm. Do you have to pay extra? Mm. There's delivery costs, but come on, man. Well, the thing is, is like when you go down the list, like I saw it was it was a meme I saw the other day. It's like someone ordering tickets on Ticketmaster. It's just going through all the charges, just like handling charge, delivery charge, electronic ticket charge. And then it's like and then another charge at the bottom, two dollars. What? Come on, man. What are you gonna do? Not go? Charge? <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. fuck that it's shit literally literally that is what it's like i didn't know that because i've always preferred paper tickets i keep because i keep the stubs yeah. um like in like a weird scrapbook because i'm a sad loser and yeah i just <laughs> it's, just, it's just basically what it is but uh, i've got like a little kind of book like full of like just trips and memories and shit and i sometimes flick through it i'm just like oh, i remember that and we did this it's like yeah Nice. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. man. Those, those Don't make money, of, make memories, you know? Those memorabilia parts are, are of the whole experience. Like, I have my little yeah. wall of fame here. This is the first selfie oh, I awesome. ever took. Do you know who this is? I can't see because I'm, oh. I'm looking at my phone screen, not my laptop screen. All oh, right. Well, that yeah, is like... uh, Jeff Waters from Annihilator. I had, like, a little oh. Tesco's um, camera you know back what? in 2004. And uh, it's one of the ones where you have to flick to get it like the next picture. Nice. And uh, I had it in my pocket as we were passing the venue to go to like lunch before the, and they were, they were coming in on their tour bus and I pulled it out of my pocket and no one was around to take the picture. So I just swung it around very first selfie I ever took right there. Jeff waters from annihilator. I would not have been able to pick him out of a lineup. So it's yeah. wasted on me, but <laughs> Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. There I you go, that. man. I love that so we're here, UFC 273. Jeez, dude, I was at UFC two, uh, UFC 93 as UFC 273 coming up this evening. We've, again, transcended. Yeah. It's futuristic. It's, it's pre-recorded, but it's dropping, and it's Saturday, and it's tonight, fight night tonight. Fight night tonight, yes. There you go. Uh, no, I'm looking, uh, looking forward to this card, to be fair. There's some sneakily good fights all over the place to be fair it's it, honestly the prelims could be a fight night on their own yeah for quite sure easily yeah like i was looking at i was looking at them i was going through like making my picks and i just thought yeah that's that that's a strong prelims and yeah two title fights you know one champion who people don't think is legitimate but i've got a lot to say i will we'll wait for that yeah there I've you got go some stern commentary i would imagine well, no, no, not even stand commentary. I just, I just, again, it's a, I think that people have been drawn in. I'll just say that. Yeah, let's, let's uh, say yeah. that. Um, but before we go in there, guys, I just want to give a quick word from our sponsor. 
All right, guys, we are sponsored by Lucerner Beer. Do me a favor, guys. If you're in the Lucerne area, go grab yourself some Lucerner Beer. It is delicious. When it's ice cold, it goes down so smooth, and you'll really help us out. If you get yourself a beer, and you take a picture, and you put it on social media, and you use the hashtag CMA Lucerner Beer. That would really help us out. We'll get a bit of a kickback and you'll still enjoy your beer. At the end of every single month, the best picture will get the free case of beer directly from the brewery. That sounds like a pretty goddamn good deal, Bert, right? It really does. I mean, yeah, well, free beer for taking a picture? Come on, Am Plus, you get to take a picture of beer in a, in a nice setting? You get, like? you get to have beer. You get to have the beer. You get, you get to, you get to get, because you know, I mean, to get the best lighting, obviously, you're going to want to do it in the daytime, which means getting a daytime buzz on, which is something that I am fully in favour of. You know, it's like yeah. as long as you're not driving, probably. I mean, I won't tell if you don't. I'm kidding. I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying that. Yeah, getting a nice afternoon buzz sometimes, and then taking a few nice pictures is its own reward. And if you get an extra yeah. reward of a case of beer, then that's even more of a reward than its own reward. Exactly. So I guess what I'm saying is go out there, take some pictures of your beer and get some free beer. Yeah, and go so back to work it. nice and relaxed after a nice lunch oh, with yeah. a few beers inside you. What could go wrong, right? Yeah. yeah. Your boss is just like, well, what, what, why are you still drinking at your desk? It's just like, yeah, this is my working beer. Calms my nerves. There it's you fun. go. <laughs> so that's all you got to do, guys. Do me a favor. Get yourself a beer, take a picture, put it on social media, but make sure... And for us, hashtag CMA Lucerner Beer. Thank you very much. All right. And we are back. Guys, go get yourself a beer. Um, so UFC 273, Bert, we're back. Um, no fights last weekend, but uh, I guess. Yeah, there were. The oh, wait. Yeah, sorry. Say again. Yeah, no, I was going to say. <laughs> Not the, the. Right. This is fight night. There you go. No there fights last go. weekend. We're, we're there, were no, there, were, there were no fights last weekend, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're playing time machine here, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's like a welcome break because like the, the controversy of the oversaturation of the market back in the day when it used to be three or four pay-per-views per year. Now it's like every goddamn week. Um, so yeah, we had a nice break last weekend last weekend and uh here we are this weekend some honorable mentions in the prelims dude mickey gall kicks off the uh the prelims mickey gall is would you call him uh, the guy I don't, I don't think he does he doesn't kick off the prelims he headlines the early prelims you are absolutely correct this is why i listen to you and this is why i don't like coming on these uh, breakdowns <laughs> without having listened to your breakdown first. Oh, I haven't posted it yet. I mean, uh, uh, half the fights on there are going to be wrong now yeah. because, of, because of events. But, yeah, uh, yeah, Mickey Gall uh, against Mike Mallott. I'm not going to pretend that I know who Mike Mallott is. I know yeah. who Mickey Gall is. So based on the fact that I know Mickey Gall, I'm going to say Mike Mallott to win. <laughs> Really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, wow. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I just thought that would be a nice little little kind of a little switcheroo. No, I actually yeah. I think Mickey Gall probably by submission. Yeah. Rear naked choke, probably. Yeah. Uh, Mike Mallott's only got a black and white picture. So he's yeah. probably dead. I mean, they're just unknown guys. Mickey Gall, I don't know why Mickey Gall is 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 all the way down there, dude. He they gotta try and at least build him up and you know, I don't know. But honorable they mention gave him a lot of fights that he lost it yeah. to his, you know, he's they could they can push you as much as they want. If you lose all the time, like even if you are super attractive and wear Wonder Woman outfits to the weigh-ins, if you lose all of your fights, then they are not they can't just renew your contract. They can't do that. Yeah. You know? So you'll true, end up in bare knuckle FC. Uh Ian Gary is Ian Gary is fighting. Um, he is like, uh, yeah, I mean, he looks really good. Uh, for in his first because he's only had one UFC fight, correct? Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of controversy with that guy in Ireland. There's a lot of controversy with the the camp and the the good the good McGregor, I guess, uh, type 
scenario of him being pushed on the on the social media aspect of 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 him and his persona um but yeah. again it's just going to be interesting it's like the whole paddy Pimlet thing all right we're, we're two fights in like let's let's see yeah. where we are in six let's fights. see what happens yeah, yeah. be interesting um 100 sincere um honorable mention uh, a fight that was about to be pulled from the card aspen lad uh, is now fighting uh, with two weeks notice replacement a cma former cma podcast guest raquel pennington an absolute pleasure to deal with her um, yeah she was she was great with that interview was, was really good as well yeah go back and watch it guys it's still on the channel do listen go back and watch it it's a, it's a really good it's a really good watch listen to bird there you go she did it from her phone and she did it with the phone like this but I don't want to say, hey, could you turn your phone? Because I want to make sure that everyone is happy and 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 comfortable. But uh, yeah, it would have been nice to have a full image, like of, of like how I see you right now, for example. Um, but just to deal with her, like emailing for a couple of weeks before, trying to schedule it, uh, talking before recording, talking after po- uh, the the recording of the podcast, it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, I want Raquel back on this podcast and I hope she beats Aspen Lad tonight. For me, I said, huge fan of Raquel Pennington. Like she's been around, you know, for, it seems like uh, she's been around forever, doesn't it? Like, yeah, she, I mean, she started like in like early, early Invicta, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of women's mixed martial arts, I would call her, I'd put her in the Pioneers wing almost. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. but yeah. Unfortunately, I think Aspen Lad is one of the like you know it's like when you had um, you know Rory McDonald coming up and they saw him as like and you saw him as this this real kind of complete mixed martial artist. So I'm not saying that Raquel's not she she obviously is, but it's just that the some of these younger athletes like you start seeing a kind of difference in in how they how they kind of go i mean to us i haven't got a dog in the fight i don't i don't really like i said I, it, for me it's like, it's not a, a case of a preference of who wins i just think aspen lad she's she's very very skilled uh if it stays on the feet raquel pennington's probably got it though to be fair i'd say raquel pennington i think it would be fair to say that raquel pennington in boxing range probably beats aspen lad with, with respect but Aspen Lad is bloody good at getting those takedowns and she's good at striking long enough to just get them. So yeah, who knows for me, uh, for me, actually, I think it would because Raquel Pennington's coming in as an underdog. So my money would go on Raquel Pennington because I don't think it's that big of a long shot that a fighter of the caliber of Raquel Pennington, you know, puts a beating into Aspen Lad, who is ranked fourth now. That's crazy. Yeah I, was, yeah, I feel like I haven't seen Aspen that fight in a while. I'm going to like, give. How did she get up to the floor? I'm going to give a, a nasty prediction for this one. I'm going to say mm. that the difference between winning and losing in this fight is the left hook. Yeah. I, st- I studied both fighters for about an hour today. I sat down. I watched their previous fights, their highlights, uh, their strengths, their weaknesses, and their left hook. I, whoever's I believe with the left I hook is going to be it fine. Was, I believe it was the left that Durandamay caught Lad with, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It, it, was. Was, a, it was a faster. She's a, a Dutch kickboxer as well. So yeah. being a Dutch kickboxer, they're known for their oh, no, yeah, inside yeah, left kick yeah. with the, or no, inside right kick followed by the left hook. So the, it's, it's going to be whoever's got the faster left hook. And I hope it yeah. happens because then I can clip this and look like a fucking hero when it comes to social media content, I'm going to... Dude, I, I had to gonna... issue an apology. After UFC London, I had to issue an apology because I my whole MO is terrible bets. Yeah. These bets are terrible. Don't bet on them. Like, literally four out of five came in. And I was very specific with them as well. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, uh, my bank balance was pretty healthy. <laughs> and But people, people were angry. People were, people were angry at me. It's like, these bets are supposed to be awful, but what are you doing? I'm go. sorry. I can I, I can only apologize. That's but it. Ten ten to one on Tom Aspinall by submission. 
Come on, man. Yeah, that was a that tough was easy one. money. That was always going to happen as well. There you go. Like, I could, I could, I predict these things. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so let's skip to the main card. Well, one, first of all, one more honourable mention. Honourable mention. Just one Hit me more. Go. Jarcino Lowe's and Stroik versus Master Tybura. Definitely ah, watch yeah. that one. I think Martin get Martin is another one. I think gets it done as an underdog because mm-hmm. when you watch him, when you watch what he did to Greg Hardy, I think it was similar. Jarcino is not brilliant off of his back, but Chazino. don't stand in front of him. It doesn't strike. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Mm. I see it now. Biggie boy. That's going to be a good one for sure. Yeah. Tybur is an underdog in that one. Mm. Quite fancy that, to be fair, because yeah. I think the uh, I think the path to victory is pretty clear, is that Tybur will stand long enough to grab a takedown. And Tybur is pretty good from top position. It's not so much the takedowns that are, that are scary. It's, it's his transitions, which is on the floor. Once he gets you onto the floor, he will transition past your guard very, very quickly. Or at least he's, se- he's tended to do that to the opponents that he's managed to get down to the floor. But is that down to maybe his opponents not really knowing what they're doing when they get to the floor? Is it down to him having good knowledge there? Who knows? But I would say that that is where I think that one's going. Yeah. Heavyweight, right? TKO. Heavyweight, yeah. 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 Big guys. That's the thing with heavyweights. It's either they're phenomenal on the ground, like you know, back in the day you had Frank Mir, for example, who Frank just Mir. was yeah. killing these guys on the ground, or they don't know what the hell they're doing, and it ends up being like a hog fest where it's just like yeah. strength and pushing, and you know. Uh, but then the main card, we've got a replacement fight for Kelvin Gastelum. So Hernandez is not fighting. Uh, how do you pronounce this, Burr? Help me out. Oh, Dreykus Duplacy. How the hell do you get that? Um, yeah, that should be a good fight. I, I just, I don't want to see Kelvin Gastelum get too much more punishment. Um, not the best UFC career. Uh, exciting at the beginning. Uh, you just, uh, I'm like, I want to give this a respectful ending to his career. I don't think there's much left in the tank. But at the same time, God bless him for getting in there. You know, you can't fault the guy. Yeah, see, the thing is that it's, it's difficult, this one, and I'll tell you why. It's because um, I can't see their stats and really match them up against each other because it's still got Dreykus facing Hernandez. Hernandez and yeah. I, can't, I can't directly... So what's, what's Dreykus? He's like 6'1", 76-inch reach. What's, what, what's the reach on, on Gastelum? I don't know his reach, but I do know he's a lot smaller than 6'1". Yeah. Put him at 5'8", five, 5'9". Yeah, I think I think that's why a lot of guys I think he could, pop I, the fringe. I, I, I think he could be in trouble. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, also, another one added to the main card that I've I will just repost my breakdown because it was supposed to happen. Uh, UFC Fight Night Two Hundred Five. Uh, Ilya Latifi, Alexei Olenek. Yeah. Um, I think that that one you get you're going to get some good odds. Well, at the time, well, when I was betting on it, the bet got voided, but I don't know if the odds are the same or not. But you were getting 4.33 on the Olyanic, uh submission. Now, the reason I'm thinking that is because uh, what's Latifi going to do? Stand and, stand and box with Olenek? He's not going to do that. That's not what he's known for. He's going to try and wrestle with the guy. And with respect, if, you are, if, you are, if your best option is to wrestle a man who has 46 submissions on his record, then I think there is at least a chance you might be in trouble, uh, especially since Olenek has the reach, he has the height. And his, but Olenek's boxing isn't terrible. Like, he was, he, like he's actually surprised some people like with his boxing. Like it's just, and yeah, I just I feel like if Latifi's only option really, which I think it is, I think with respect to him, his only option is to grab him and get a takedown. But yeah, good luck against Olenek. Yeah, Olenek he... taps people from being mounted, not from mount, from oh, yeah. being mounted with the Ezekiel. Choke. He got the Ezekiel choke. It's incredible. More than once, he's got like a few of them on his record. That's right. He grabs people and just literally pulls them so that they're mounting him and yeah. he chokes them until they're unconscious. Incredible. Go. There you go. Incredible. Man. Uh, back to the second fight of the main card. We have Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres, the fiance of Raquel Pennington. Uh, Mackenzie Dern, in my eyes, is the most beautiful woman in the UFC. Uh, a lot of people don't agree no, with don't. that. You don't well, either. No, I just, I don't get it. 
I really don't. She's, she's, look, you know, obviously she's, she's a good looking one. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that she's, she's all, but I don't, I don't get the whole. This is where we get cancelled. Yeah. I just think her eyes are too far apart. Is that weird? Is that... That's very weird. I mean, the UFC website do, picture, do you know, yes. Do, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? The UFC picture is a bad one. It is. That is not a good picture of Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie Dern, like obviously she is gorgeous, like she is. But that picture, Mackenzie, could you could you ask the UFC why they hate you so much to put that fucking picture up there, please? Like, Dana, we please, all, please all, go to my know. Instagram. Go to my Instagram, yeah. Dana, and just take one like, of those pictures. Please. Yeah. Could you get them to? Because uh, honestly, they're they're doing you no favors with that picture. It's, so what do no, we got? Not, look, not that that's what this should be about anyway. Like, but far be it from me. Your your picture should not be there for me to oogle at. Do you know what I mean? You are a fighter, and your skills are going to be what gets this done. Uh, done by submission, obviously. We're going to get cancelled. Obvious. <laughs> We're going to get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we got? We got striker versus grappler, though. I mean, I think mm, it's going to yeah. be a case of Mackenzie Dern um, just imposing her will. I don't think, she, like, a lot of her fights, she's tried to force the striking. And yeah. I think she's got to be more careful because, you know, she's got a few wins now. She she could, in three or four more fights, uh, be in with a shout of getting in the top five um, against Tisha Torres. Tisha is a very, very strong striker. She's got some great kicks great punches and good wrestling defense. Yeah. Uh, looking at Mackenzie Dern, um, jiu-jitsu black belt, a killer on the ground, get it down and get it, get it done quick. In my yeah. eyes, I think that's how it should go. <clears throat> She's not just a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. She's one of the best practicing Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world. That is just, it's a fact. It is Very true. like male, female does. She, she's just, she is a special kind of elite when it comes to the ground fighting. And that's going to be, because uh, Mackenzie Dern, she can stand. We've seen her force that a bit too much recently. I agree with you on that. And if she tries to force that against somebody who is as skilled as Tisha Torres on the feet, then that could be a bad night for her. However, I do think that she's got enough experience now where she realizes, you know what, where there is an avenue to, to put this fight where I need it to be. Don't, take the path of least resistance. Take a page out of uh, Marcus DeCasey's book from UFC Fight Night 205. I was very impressed with that performance because Marcus DeCasey is a striker by trade, but he knows that this other guy come in, Borshev, I think Borshev his name was, yeah. um, is he was a kickboxer on a second fight uh, and in the in, in mixed martial arts. And so DeCasey knows that your grapple. I've been training in MMA for a decade, right? You haven't got the grappling that I've got, and whilst I'm not known as being a grappler. The path of least resistance here. Because oh, Dekazi probably could have stood with him and probably could have won, but that's not the path of least resistance. The path of least resistance to get the takedown. I think the same is got to be had for Mackenzie Dern here. Path of least resistance. Find any way of getting this to the ground. And then, yeah, just take the wind out of the tiny tornado. Just squeeze it right out. Yeah. Done. Now, on top of that, you what you've got is you've got the psychological factor as well of um Tisha is fighting on the main card. If Raquel loses in the uh, prelims, uh, Raquel in, and Tisha, they're, they're engaged to be married. They've got a relationship. Oh, yeah. There's a psychological part, like uh, like the same with Paddy Pimlet and Molly a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, like if, if, Molly. if Molly had lost, that could have seriously affected Paddy. And we also saw Paddy when, when she won. Paddy was jumping up and down, roaring in the uh, in the in the locker room, like you're you're wasting a lot of your energy when when you're celebrating like that. And when someone is defeated, it's it's also energy draining. Um, so I think it's going to play a factor. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right because actually Dan Hardy alludes to, alluded to this last time. I was it was last week's breakdown. I think either way, irrelevant. Uh, but he alluded to it. He's like, look, at the end of the day, betting on MMA. That's why I always call them terrible bets because betting on MMA, it's so unpredictable because you don't have all the information. You don't know if they're having a good week, ha having a bad week. 
Do you know what I mean? They don't know. You don't know if their missus is giving them grief, if like their if their missus is taking the kids away from them or something. You just yeah. don't know. You don't know if they're having the worst goddamn week of their life, and they're human beings as well. And like as human beings, we're very sensitive creatures. Fighters less so, admittedly. Uh, fighters generally can can switch a lot of that off and get into the zone a bit, especially at this level, because there's a reason they're elite athletes. Because you know that that's the difference between. The, the elite athletes and the the ones that don't make it that far is that ability to focus and do because I've always said this is same with like pool as well playing pool like if I could play consistently my best every time I'd be a professional but that's the difference between a professional and someone who just plays in a pub in a pool league is being able to maintain that consistency being able to constantly under whatever pressure just make sure you make that shot that is the difference and oh. yeah i forget what i was originally talking about sorry i went off on it a was tangent. a beautiful rant i'll try and impose some beautiful <laughs> music inspirational music yes. on that one yeah please do that'd be, that'd be hilarious there you <laughs> go man uh next up we have gilbert burns is being fed in my humble opinion to, to the wolf hamzat brother chamayev I don't know, bro. Because his nickname is the Wolf. It's so the it's wolf. funny you say about feeding him to the wolves. Literally. I uh, planned literally that. I had that feeding him to the wolf. Oh, nice. Oh, I like that. Like, Boys. It, it was Boys is, uh... when the William was announced. I'm like, well, look, let's look at Gilbert Burns' record. He's got some phenomenal wins in the UFC. He's got a good record. There's not too many losses on his record. Um, but we saw what happened to him in the um, Kamara Usman fight. Um, his recent fights have not been super impressive. And we're looking at this new guy who's just this killer who in his fight the last time picked up his opponent and Jiang Liang, yeah. just yelled at Dana White as he was picking him up and walking him towards the cage. Crazy. It's just, it, the ability to do that, because not because not being funny, Jiang Liang is good. He was ranked number 11. You don't get to rank number 11 in the UFC at, at welterweight by being crap. You just don't. It doesn't yeah. happen, right? The, the fact he was able to pick him up and just calm as you like, walk him over to Dana White, chuck him to the ground and just get the rear naked choke was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. And he's just been pure domination from start to finish. Every single one of his fights, it's not like he's just on a 10-fight win streak. Every one of his fights, I, I don't know, has he even taken a punch yet? I don't know if he's even... Very few. Not like in, in the, the UFC. UFC. Not in, in the, the UFC, UFC I, don't sure. think, I don't think he's even taken one punch. Yeah. Because he just, he's so aggressive and he just walks through people. And it's not just that that makes me think that the, the hype train is real on this one because you know i love a good hype train i bought my ticket a while back you know, I'm, yeah i'm i'm taking a nap because there are no stops you know so yeah. we just, it's, it's it's all the way to to the title with this guy i honestly yeah. believe that but not because yeah. of the, but not because of what we're seeing in his fights but i've watched some of his uh training i've got i, I really go into these guys on youtube and that and watching what he manages to do to heavyweights like it's it's ridiculous. He just throws everybody around. He's literally he's still shouting and being a berserker and throwing weights around the room when everyone else is just like fucking hell, Hamza, have a day off, would you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's he's just he just never stops. He it's it's crazy and I, and I really enjoy it. I I just enjoy. Well, have you seen um, any of him and Darren Till out there? Because him and Darren Till are training together in Sweden. And, and honestly, it's yeah. brilliant. I think that's a great move for Darren Till because Darren Till needed to shore up his wrestling and he knows that he needed to do that. And yeah, and I think part of Chimaev's work ethic is good. Because don't get me wrong, that Darren, Darren Till is going to be no, he's not a lazy bones. Do you know what I mean? He's, he got to, he, he's, an, he's an elite level fighter. He's not lazy, he, but he maybe needed just a fresh environment just to insert sometimes a change is as good as a rest if that makes sense True. like you know it just he needed a bit of a, a bit of a change a bit of a shot to this it's why you, you change up your workout sometimes to just keep you know to, to keep the body guessing a bit and 
I think that's a great move for Darren Till. But going back to the fight, trying to stay more on topic. So I, I, I apologize. I, You're good. I was just, I'm meandering away again. But yeah, I think I don't see that Gilbert Burns is the guy to stop Hamzat Chimaev. However, well, again, it depends on it depends on who shows up. Like the Amanda Nunes versus um, uh, Pena fight, everyone assumed Amanda would walk through her. Um, Amanda didn't show up like the only way Shemaev doesn't reach his goals which is probably the title is if he doesn't show up and fight the way he's just been fighting like he's he's a killer like he just comes in with his smile hey brother I'm going to fight you next brother, every, yeah, brother. brother. but it's just like dude if he down. keeps fighting the way he's been fighting and shows up every single night and demolishes his opponents He's going to be very, very successful. So let's see if he does it in this one. I think I he will. Let's see if I can find. Gilbert Burns takes right, him down so... and submits him in five minutes. No, I, I don't think it'll be Burns that does that. What, what's think. the weight class? Weight class is well to weight. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's well to weight. And interestingly enough, there we go. That's his name. Ali. Ali Askab Kizriev. Mm -hmm. Ali, Asp Ali Askab Kizriev could be the, uh, the, the monkey in the wrench, the fly in the ointment, you know, the pain in the ass. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, he got uh, a diehard um, reference on a CMA podcast. That's unheard yeah, of. That's, that's not bad, right? Unheard of, yeah. man. Phenomenal. 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 Yeah. Uh, Guys, if you've got USC Fight Pass, or you'll find it on YouTube, but go back and check out um, Ali Askab Kizriev. So L-I-A-S-K-H-A-B-K-H-I-Z-R-I-E-V. Now, that's um, it was just uh, on UFC Fight Night 205. He submitted in round two, Dennis Tulidian. Now, it was just impressive. The whole performance was very impressive. And he's a guy that says that he wants to cut down. He was a middleweight. He wants to cut down to welterweight. He could be an interesting fight for Hamzat Chimaev. And then there's that that other chap. It's basically Kazakhstan. just weathering the storm is is the mm. goal here. Because again, we don't have enough fight reel to understand how he operates in round two and three. You know, so let's see what happens with that one. I, I don't think Gilbert is the guy to get it done. But if Hamzat just doesn't show up and Gilbert gets his jab going, gets his takedowns going, passes guard and submits him. Like, I mean, that's obviously a possibility when it comes to fight mathematics. Yeah, look, I'm not going to say that Gilbert Burns hasn't got a chance in this fight. Obviously he has, but yeah, I'm not, he is, he's definitely up against it. I'm just trying to find, ah, there he is. Uh, Shavkat Rachmonov. That's a Dagestanian one. name, right? No, no, no. Um, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. It's from Kazakhstan. Um, 15 and 0. Because the chap I was talking about before, 14 and 0. All these guys mm -hmm. have not been touched, really. And um, he's, yeah, he, cause he, but this guy's actually fought a name. He fought Alex Oliveira, which I know isn't like a huge name, but he submitted right. him with ease. Like and he yeah. and since then he's gone submission then knockout. He, he's just not been touched. He's another guy who's very big for welterweight as well. He's 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 over six foot, and he's 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 just a big guy. And he's another one. I think sooner or later those three they're going to meet at some point, and we'll see who's better. That's that's all we can do. <laughs> but Chimaev has the kind of um, has the personality as well, which I like. Smish, brother. Smish everybody. Let's brother. see what happens with that one. Uh, co-main co event of the evening. Trying to be a bit Bruce Buffer on that one, but low energy tonight, Bert. I apologize. Co-main event of the evening. We got Algermain Sterling versus Peter Yan. Um, this one is obviously, if you're not living under a rock, you understand what's at stake here. This is a rematch to a very unfortunate circumstance that happened in their first title fight. 
Uh, I'll post the video here. Basically, Peter Yan had Aljamain Sterling down, um, was controlling posture, decided to send a knee through Aljamain's head as a downed opponent. And then Aljamain decided, I don't know, it, it was a strong hit to the temple, right? But there was a lot of acting when it comes to the, uh, the aftermath of why the fight was stopped. Peter Yan had his hand raised thinking that he was winning the fight. And then as it turns out, Aljamain Sterling was awarded the title due to disqualification. So here's the rematch a couple of years later. And um, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, first off, uh, PC Yan, he did bring it on himself. Yeah. Because it, look, it wasn't even an accidental illegal play. There was nothing accidental about it. Like he literally, he looked at the referee and the referee said, no, you can't knee him. And then he blasted a knee into his face. It's like, right, well, unfortunately, like knees to the head, they do a lot of damage. Did they do a lot of that? Did they do as much damage as Al Jermaine was, like, was playing up? That, that's kind of irrelevant, really, right? Because the, the bottom line is, if they, if they had made him carry on, like, is any, like, even after five minutes, are you saying after being kneed in the head like that, you're not, you're not compromised? It wouldn't, have been, it wouldn't have been a fair result, whatever happened, because of what Peter Yan did. And that was not Al Jermaine's fault. That wasn't. Because after that point, that's no longer a fair fight because he landed an illegal blow. It's probably given Al Jermaine a concussion. Not being funny, it was a hard knee. You know Very I mean? hard knee. So, so, bottom line is, like, I have no sympathy for Yan. Not really. I'm like, look, you did it. Like, no one else. Like, you, you knew the rules. You were familiar with them before you got into the octagon. Now, do I think it's right that the belt changes hands on disqualification? Not really. I think it's a bit, bit suspect. Maybe even vacate the belt at that point or something. But then comes the whole thing with Al Jermaine Sterling kind of then parading around with the belt a few like weeks later, whatever. Yeah. Right? Now, I have a theory for this. And I think that if you believe all of that stuff, then I think that he got you. I think, I think you're a mark, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I think you've got to take, take a lot of that with a pinch of salt because what you've got to remember is that Al Jermaine is not a dumb guy. He's pretty smart. Right. He knows as well as most people do that fans will pay to see somebody lose more than they'll pay to see somebody win. It's why Floyd Mayweather made his fortune. Right. Now, he has the belt, whether he's, he doesn't, whether he's deservedly given it or not, he's got the belt. That means pay per view points on the next fight. So he has got to do everything that he can to try and make sure that people watch the fight, whether they boo him or cheer him, they are paying him. Very true. And that is why. He's been doing what he's doing. I don't think, and people think that he's been goofing off and whatever. And the thing is, is actually, this fight is not a foregone conclusion. Uh, if people are kind of, because of all the goofing around, I think you get like the odds on Aljamain Sterling are astronomical at this point, which they yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're quite long. Hold on. Let me see what the actual odds are. I've, this is a good thing about using my phone. I can actually, I can pull up the odds real time. He is a plus 450 underdog. That's three and a half to one against just to win. No, I thought you said it. Okay. So yeah, he's, he's right. Okay. Makes sense. A heavy underdog. Heavy underdog. And, okay. And the thing uh, is, that, right, but okay, that, I, I would think, I would think that he is an underdog, not a super heavy underdog. I think yeah. he gets knocked out or TKO'd in this one. See, for me, I'm not quite sure mm. because Okay, both of them, they now, they now know a little bit of what to expect. And that, that knowledge is powerful. It is. Like, Al Jermaine knows how strong he is. He knows what to expect, right? He, knows, he probably knows that he was probably getting bested in that first fight. He's not an idiot, right? But also, you've got to bear in mind that, like, that Al, Al Jermaine Sterling, he didn't have surgery for the fun of doing it. He, had, he has had legit problems with his neck for years. And then you've got to wonder, look, if he's managed to get his neck sorted out, if he's able to now train properly, because, you know, for, for a while, he like, even, like, in the build-up to the Yan fight, like, there was loads of talk about it. Like, he, he, there, was, there was points where he couldn't train for, like, weeks at a time because his neck was, was fucked, really. Mm -hmm. So you've got to think, okay, if there's any truth to that at all, then maybe he was compromised going into that fight already. 
and he still and it was still a pretty good fight. It was it wasn't it like I'd say PC Yan was winning, but it wasn't like a complete blowout to the point where I was giving Al Jermaine no chance of coming back into it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that kind of fight. It it wasn't like um uh I'm trying to think of like uh, it wasn't like when Cain Velasquez fought Junior De Santos for like what was it the third time I where know. I was just like there is no way I was like throwing the towel throwing the towel this is hard to watch this is horrible it wasn't that kind of beating it was literally like well you know Al Jermaine he's a takedown and a good position away from finding a choke here because he's very very good at that you've got to remember he is an elite level athlete you don't mm-hmm. get to those title fights without being really really good yeah. and I think that a lot of the clowning with the belt and stuff like that has really skewed the perception of him. And people think that because they believe he doesn't deserve the title, that actually he's not going to be able to do anything to Peter Yan. And I don't think that's strictly true. I think that Yan is human. He has weaknesses. He has two losses on his record. One of them a disqualification, admittedly. But <laughs> it's uh, but he does. But but. Yeah, but Aljamain Sterling's only got three losses on his record. He submitted Corey Sandhagen, for God's sake. How impressive does that? Yeah, yeah, that was a rear naked choke, right? Yeah, Yeah. just literally jumped on him straight straight away. Got him like a backpack, bang, done. And Aljamain Sterling is uh, is elite level at grappling. He's really very good. I think in boxing range, yeah, PC Yan's probably got his number. But I think if Aljamain can find a way of getting it out of boxing range and keeping it in kicking range, especially because Al Jermaine's got some very good kicks and he is going to, he's got the reach as well. You know, he's, he's, he's quite a long fighter. And if he can use that reach and also just find ways to make the fight kind of arduous and just get him down to the ground, use his weight. Cause he's quite like a, quite a hefty built guy. Al Jermaine said, when you look at his frame, whereas PCN is just a smaller kind of like guy, but he'll, he'll just, that he'll box your head off. I'm not saying like PC Yan's the favorite and he should be because he probably wins this fight. Yeah. What I'm saying is that people are kind of accounting Aljamain out because of the antics, because of the, the narrative going into it. And I think that that would be a mistake, especially if our, if PC Yan has bought into any of that as well, I'm not sure what, uh, cause again, we're used to seeing PC Yan be this ice cold calculated like like Drago style Russian with no emotion, nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But in this, he's actually coming. He, he's he's been doing a lot of tweeting. He's been doing a lot of a lot of talking. A lot of like you know, he's emotional a lot of emotion for sure. Going in there, yeah. emotional fighters make mistakes, and I don't think that Aljamain Sterling is going to go in there emotional. I really don't. He's already laughing. He's laughing because like because the joke has already worked. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah, PT yeah. Yan's already started to get uh, to get kind of like to to buy into it, and now that he's done that, I think Aljamain almost knows that he's got a psychological advantage. And I would say that maybe he does have a psychological advantage going into this fight because it's like, look, you know, you, you you're going to have to beat me now. Yeah, it's man. About what can I do to you? It's it's in yeah. It's like I said. I think should be a good yeah, one. Yan, yeah, Yan, rightly the favorite, but. Don't count Sterling out in a nutshell. That's what I'm there saying. There you go. I could have shortened that whole bit down to that, really, couldn't I? <laughs> oh, good. That's the power of mental editing, you know what I mean? Right, guys, before we go to the main event of the evening, we're going to pause for another quick word from our sponsor. All right, guys, we are back with another quick word from our sponsors. Bert, do you know who Lola Tong is? Look at these. I believe. Look at these guns, man. Look at these fucking guns right here. I believe they are some sort of fashion company that Beautiful. sell really, really great clothing. Beautiful uh, branding, door, man. Right? Absolutely yeah. beautiful branding, man. I absolutely love it. You've always known me to be a, a guy who who really very, prides himself on very fashion, well right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, but I'm trying, though. I am trying. And if you guys go to lolatong.com and go to checkout, make a purchase and go to uh, the promo code section and hit promo code CMA, you will get a 10% discount. Once again, lolatong.com. Go to the promo code section on your checkout. And with your purchase, you will get a 10% discount when you enter the promo code CMA. They are partnering with us. They love us. We love them. 
I just feel good in their clothes, man. I got their baggy hoodie yeah. right now and it's subtle, you know, there's no like Metallica or whatever, or Led Zeppelin, you know what I mean? It's in your face. Lola Tong hat right here. Just very, very simple and smooth. I got the guns out when I'm walking on the streets and I'm like, Hey, they do these t-shirts because I always get the guns out. I like these t-shirts with the with like, they, I yeah. like the polos. They do polos. They do polos, man. Go check out yeah, their man. website, lolatom.com. Make a purchase. CMA, 10% at checkout. Rock and roll. All right. And we're back, guys. Lolatong.com. Go get yourself a purchase. Um, Bert, we are back with the main event of the evening. That is Mr. Alexander Volkanovsky versus the Korean zombie Chang. Sung Jung, very very excited for this one, man. Yeah, yeah how do you think same, it's gonna uh, go? One way, one way only. Really I'm afraid. Yeah, You're very confident. I, that was that was said with I too think, much confidence. If you don't mind me saying so, I think, I think honestly, Alexander Volkanovsky is one of the most underrated fighters on the roster. Like in the, I know he's rated highly. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that is highly enough. I really think that he might be one of the toughest guys to ever do it. Like legitimately, I don't know what you can do to that guy to put him away. Where like, you see those submissions that, that Ortega had him in like yeah. twice that fight should have been over. Like how, how do you, how do you defeat a man that doesn't seem to need oxygen? Cause yeah. he had him in two chokes that were so tight it was just like I don't even understand. Well, it's because it's because of that neck. It's because of that rugby neck, isn't it? That's what True. it is. Because it's because he used to. Uh, I've got a theory behind it. Obviously, he used to walk around. He used to weigh about like two hundred and twenty pounds. He was yeah, like yeah. A rugby he was player, huge, right? right? I saw pictures of and him when he was playing rugby. And he wasn't like um. He was a semi-professional rugby player. Like the team that he played, people people go, oh, yeah, but he played like you know pro rugby. He didn't. He played for like a kind of a good team. Like he was good. But not like a like what we could like a premiership team. Like it wasn't like that kind of level of mm -hmm. rugby. But he was he was good. But I've got a theory behind that. So his heart and lungs are used to carrying around two hundred and thirty pounds, and now he's brought his frame down and he makes the weight very comfortably, like one hundred and forty-five pounds, and it means that his heart and lungs they're so used to carrying around that extra weight that it's just yeah, he yeah. he can just put a pace on people that you, that you just can't match and it and then when you get him into a choke yeah good luck the guy can hold his breath for 30 minutes it seems like well, yeah his head what, went what purple that? during that mounted yeah. um was a mounted uh, guillotine there was a guillotine and a triangle straight after as well yeah, yeah. and it's like and i don't think you beat him on the feet i don't think there's I don't think there's anyone in that division that's quick enough to beat him on the feet and, and tough enough just to just to, to grind that war of attrition, that that kind of just I am going to just put on a pace. I'm going to mix it in with take because what I like about Volkanovsky is he really he's a mixed martial artist. He mixes everything in yep. absolutely everything. There isn't there. there are It's like he's not like outstanding in any one kind of area it but he's but there is one area where he's outstanding that is his heart and his determination and just his sheer grit his sheer will to win similar to michael bisping it's like similar yeah. to michael bisping in that respect because michael bisping like he's he's obviously elite he's an elite level athlete but he wasn't like you know on pay like physically he wasn't uh what's the best way to say it he wasn't kind of like like a superman in any area it wasn't like whoa this guy's a superhuman kickboxer as far as stud wrestler it's like he, but it was just his will to win more than anything i see that in volkanovsky i see it every single time he fights yeah. he's always there just to win at all costs and it's like and obviously the third fight with max is probably coming uh maybe look that's I, the I, one they tried to do already right they that was scheduled yeah, and yeah. max had to pull out right yeah, and so they replaced him with the Korean zombie, which I like. Mm. I do like it as a fight. Don't get me wrong. And you know what? The, the zombie's got as good a chance as any. The guy can hit, and he can get hit. Um, will he? But that's part of my concern. They they call him the zombie because he's willing to take punishment 
It's like, you don't want to be a guy willing to take punishment going up against Volkanovsky who can really put punishment on. Like, he can really put punishment on. Yeah. Volkanovsky, you see, see Ortega's face after that fight. It was ridiculous. It was tough. And yeah. yeah and, Dana, and after, is, remember Dana was saying, hey, I don't care what happens. You guys skip all your interviews and go straight to the hospital. It, it looked yeah. rough. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that, yeah, Volk Volkanovsky for me, it's going to be a while before he gets dethroned. I think, I think if anyone is going to start touching Mighty Mouse's records, honestly, I have Volkanovsky circled. I rate him very, very highly. And I don't think Max beats him a third time. I really don't. I just think that, uh, and also, I'm not really sure. Thing is, is like, how many rematches do you give Max Holloway? Like, do you what? Do you yeah. want to just keep having a do-over until you get the result that you want? It just, it, 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 it that kind, that kind of bugs me a little bit. I, I don't think that. I, I honestly, I think that because people, again, people haven't moved past that second fight with Max yet because they keep going on. Oh, you know, but it was, it, it was a robbery. No, it wasn't. Honestly, I didn't really know at the end of that fight who was getting the hand raised. It was close. So yeah. I think the only person in that division who can really give Volkanovski a fight is Alexander Volkanovski and, as we saw, Brian Ortega, uh, who did give him a fight. But after those two submission attempts, it was just one-way traffic, wasn't it? It was, just, it was a massacre. Yeah, but you got to look at the creative submissions from Chang Sung. How do you pronounce it? Chang Sung Jung? Uh, Chang Sung Jung, yes. I don't want to get, yes. get cancelled for that, but we call him the Korean zombie. That's his nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like creative submissions, his striking is good. It's on point. Uh, again, yes, MMA mathematics doesn't work like the MMA gods don't give a fuck. But at the same time, who shows up in the night? Who's quicker? Who zigs when they should have zagged? All of these play a factor when the guys are, are that good. And I think Alexander gets the job done for sure. But I think it's not as like far apart it's, there's not leagues difference between these two guys i think creative submissions play a huge factor into this one as well because korean zombie got dustin poirier with the dars there was a what's eddie bravo's one the twister there was a twister in there the twister um yeah uh, the korean zombie was the first fighter to ever actually get a twister in yeah. in mma i think it's very I creative it was against yeah. um I think he's a Mexican. I'm going to throw it out there, though. I don't think he's getting a twister on Volkanovski. No, no, for sure. It was it was a once in a lifetime one, but I don't, um, I don't think I don't think he's doing that. But just that creative nature, that ability to see an opportunity. Um, you know what? I mean, it may be worth going um, zombie by by submission. I mean, 47 percent of his wins are by submission. Yeah, didn't realize that. I thought he, I thought he had more by knockouts. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Time will tell, man. People like you and me look stupid on a Sunday, you know. If, if we, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't save it for a Sunday. I, do, I, I look stupid seven days a week, my man. It's what I live on. It's what I breathe on. Do you know what I mean, it sustains me. So, there you go, man. But uh, it's always a pleasure talking fights with you, brother. Yeah, same, man. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I went off on a few tangents again. You, I've, no, I've left you with some editing to do. Dude, I always do. So, this is yeah. what I'm bloody, paid bloody for. nightmare, aren't I? <laughs> this is what I'm paid for. I love it. I'll probably keep most of this in because that's the thing. Uh, as as a we lot get of it more, was relevant. Yeah, as as we as about was, to yeah. say that before you uh, before you said it before me, as yeah. as we get more comfortable, I guess talking about potential fights, uh, fights that we're analyzing and things like that, you end up talking about more relevant things than just like tangents onto. You know, you could be talking about yeah. a heavyweight fight and all of a sudden we're talking about Mighty Mouse, you know? Yeah, that's true. You know? It's, uh, and and all the and all the potential because like I said, I thought I thought the bits with Hamzat were worth noting because again, there are there because it's just worth noting that there are other guys in that division that they might not have the same noise around them, but they're 14 and 0, 15 and 0, very yeah. similar styles, very similar sizes, and it's like when those guys collide that's going to be interesting it's going yeah. to be it's going to be interesting sure man let yeah, us know yeah. let, let us for anyone who doesn't know where are you how can you be found and where are you showing your stuff oh blimey well youtube is predominantly the platform the burt locker on youtube i do usually two shows a week 
uh, drop clips every day. I sometimes just put in my two cents on there. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's a good follow. So please like and subscribe because you know, I'm always putting content out there. It gets better every time, I promise you. And the, and the bets are fun. I like to do what I like to refer to as MMA scratch cards, right? It's like having a scratch card, except you get to watch people punch each other in the face. Yeah, you're probably not going to get rich off it, but you're going to enjoy the fuck out of the experience, the, the process. You know what I mean? And uh, that's and that's how I do my betting. I don't think that uh, trying to get rich betting on anything is particularly smart, which is why they are terrible bets. There you go. And as you say, as you said on previous podcasts, gamble within your means. Drink oh, yeah. responsibly. Gam things like this. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Absolutely. It's like, you know, you, you only live once, but live responsibly is what I'm saying. There you go. Well, <laughs> apparently, apparently they're changing that now in the woke culture is you only die once. That's true, actually. <laughs> no, oh, you do. You live every day. You die once. There you go. Words to live by right there. I'm actually going to start my own uh, uh, life beginners company. I'm going to be a life coach, Bert. That's what I'm going nice. to do, man. I'm going to get all the inspirational quotes from the memes that I look at every day and put on a shirt and tie and just preach those memes like, and be the biggest scam artist in the history of mankind. Conceive. Believe, believe. Shut, <laughs> shut the <laughs> fuck up. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Or the other one with uh, what's his name? Uh, Chael Sonnen and Tito with the jackal. Tell another jackal story. <laughs> oh, is that Chael Sonnen when he was just like, oh, that's oh, fucking yeah. Chael Sonnen. Gold. He's so funny. Love yeah, I can't remember. Um, it's like, it, you know, I think it, it, I think it was close in the build to the same fight where like literally he was just like, hey guys, you know, how about instead of interviewing Tito today, how about you interview my shoe? We'll <laughs> get a much better level of response, a far more eloquent conversation. <laughs> and one more for the bad guy. <laughs> one more for the bad guy. There you go, Put man. I got a, I sent an email. I sent quite a few emails to Chael on his uh, Instagram uh, through the email section and I never got anything back, but my uh. goal my goal, Keep going. Yeah. my goal after Zach Wilde from Black Label Society was to get the one and only Chael Sonnen as a guest on CMA podcast. So we'll I'm see. sure, I'm sure if he had the time, he would do it. Like keep keep pestering him because he's uh, from what yeah. I've heard, he's quite an approachable, quite a quite a nice guy. Yeah. And I'm I'm a huge fan of Chael. Like he's just he's one of my all time favorite. Oh just, yeah, not fighters, but MMA personalities. Just he's just brilliant he's so funny i love him and i love the guy yeah i thought I, I thought I thought his fighting style was brilliant as well i just i, I love what he brought to the table i thought i thought honestly when he fought bisping and won i was like well that was that was a robbery you want to yeah. you want to see a robbery max holloway fans go back and watch that shit you tell you you tell me how fucking chael sonnen won that fight even chael said afterwards he's like well you know i was a bit lucky to win that one i don't think he said it officially but i think he said it in a couple of interviews where he's like yeah no i i, I, I was surprised because i think it might have been an interview with michael bisbee actually where like they talked about it and he was like yeah honestly mike i was surprised i was like i was like what okay no, man chael like, sonnen it. man the shit. Yeah. never lost a Legend. round that guy Never lost a round, undefeated, undisputed. undisputed. There right, you go. What man. was it? It's, uh, he's on the. Ah, oh, can't remember. Can't remember. There was a thing that he said after he submitted Shogun Hua. And it's like. Uh, Vandele, he said uh, 10 no, feet. No, no, no. He, sub he submitted Shogun Hua. Yeah, he submitted he Shogun. Like, he called out Vandele. No, well, he might have done it, but, but I think it might have been like slightly after then. But he was just, but he did like a little limerick, like, um, I'm the to Joe Rogan, I'm the, I'm the people's choice, I'm the ladies' regret. And if you ah, bet yeah. against Shale P, then you made a bad bet. <laughs> it was go. something like that the greatest it arms like, and the greatest charm, and yeah, 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 phenomenal. The biggest arms in Westland, Oregon. Love that guy. And don't forget the P stands for icon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mr. Burt Green, thank you very much once again for joining me, man. You will be back on here for sure. Thank you. Yeah, and no, I love being I love being on, man. I I enjoy everything. As you know, you know, I'm I'm always very vocal in the comment section. And uh yeah, more F bombs, please. And uh more F bombs so, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, keep doing everything you're doing, man. 
absolutely love it and yeah just have me on whenever you've got time oh, likewise I'm happy to be here. absolutely well the, the thing about these breakdowns is whenever i do my breakdowns or whenever i want to get upskilled on a potential breakdown i go back to your videos and i try and take what you're saying in your articulate English and, and, and try and regurgitate it so that the teacher <laughs> doesn't know that I'm copying, you know? Uh, but, well, the thing is, is I do a lot of my, my, a lot of my research is just going through like other podcasts, watching interviews with the fighters themselves and watching all their fights. Yeah. It's no different. It's like, you know, cause the thing is, it's like, yeah, my, my bets are terrible, but the research really is there. It's like, it's, it's like yeah. the Aspinall bet was a prime example. I was like, look, I know that this guy, he 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 started his first you know taste of training was at a jiu-jitsu school called Aspinall's Jiu-Jitsu. His father was yeah, one yeah. of the first Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belts. So like yeah, so him being 10 to 1 to get the submission, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, what were the book he's looking at? He, he won't be 10 to 1 to get the submission again, I'll tell you that much. There you go, that man. Is, you're not getting that again. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> lightning strikes once <laughs> twice sometimes <laughs> Bert Green no, no. thank you very much man I appreciate you coming on I appreciate your words your wise words and wisdom and uh, we'll talk to you again very soon take care buddy rock and roll guys have a good one enjoy the fights